save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. A four-time <laughs> Emmy Award winning and was the co-host of the fourth hour of today with Hoda. And they did that for years, uh, 11 years. And then mm-hmm. Kathy Lee, who is so brave and a chance taker, said, great, loved it, had enough. I'm off to do other things. And that was a sad day for people who love to watch them and love to watch television. But we all knew Kathy from even before that when she was co-host with Live with Regis, and that was 15 years. She's got her own star on the Hollywood Hall of Fame, and she's just got all kinds of fabulous things, including a brand new book called The God of the Way. So Kathy, you're unreal. You know, you tell us you're moving out of the city and you're so much a part of New York. How did you pick where your next home was going to be? Was it the music? What brought you to Nashville? Once Frank had passed and once my children had moved to California to pursue their own careers, I just, I just, I knew I had, uh, I had to make a huge change. Uh, there was a line in the movie that I wrote for my friend Craig Ferguson, the, the movie called Then Came You, that I, that my the, the, the character Annabelle has her husband's ashes in her hand. And she basically says, I love you, Fred, but I, I got to make new memories of the old ones are going to kill me. And I'm not ready to die. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I had always thought that I would go off to, to go back to my beloved California where I had lived for years. I spent 40 years thinking one day I'm going back to I'm going to mm-hmm. spread my, my kids can spread my ashes in Santa Barbara because I thought it was one of the most beautiful places in the world. Well, it was. And even that has you know, gotten to the point where I just said, you know what? I'm not going back there. I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with that kind of an environment. I don't want I hate the the taxes are insane. The quality of life has just disappeared. The politics are so ugly. I mean, I I have friends across the whole political uh, spectrum, but I've always been able to talk to them respectfully and lovingly. I never would ever think for a moment to cancel somebody because they think differently about something than I do. They're good people and I love them. But you can't talk to people anymore in these big Mm. cities. And it was getting to that point in New York, too. And it was so mean spirited. And and I just said, Lord, I don't want to live out the rest of my days this way. And while I had been doing that movie with with uh, Craig, I had uh, been co-writing all the music with this brilliant writer in 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 Nashville named Brett James. And so I spent a year coming down to Nashville and um, just writing and doing the videos and, and producing all the music. And and I'd get on the plane on a Sunday afternoon. I think I've told you this, Joan. And I'd say, why? Am, I don't want to go. Why am I so happy here? And this is not to put down New York. This is to put down what New York has become, the culture, right. not the people. There are wonderful, godly, good, moral, excellent people 
in New York. But anybody who says the culture has not changed has lost their minds. I'm sorry. I've lived there since 1982. You far longer than I have. If If you're happy there, then God bless you. But I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I don't want to be mean and I don't want to be anxious and I don't want to live in fear. And I don't like I, I, I pay really high taxes. I don't want it to be filthy. I just said this. This is just not the way I want to live my life. So I came. I thought I bought a small place in Tennessee thinking, you know, I'll keep one little foot, one little well pedicured toe in yeah. uh, Tennessee and I'll go back and forth and. Honestly, there's such a culture of kindness here, Joan, that I, it just seduced me. I was so happy here. People are nice, and and they they love God and they love their country and they they they. But here's the difference: they don't tell you how to live. They don't tell you how you got to vote. They don't tell you how to how you got to worship. They just. I went through two cycles of two um, elections since I've moved here four years ago. I just bought my first home here four years ago. I've bought a couple since. Then, because I get bigger and bigger, because I want to stay more, I want to entertain right. more, I want more, I have more friends, and I want to have them over. And anyway, I just they said they'd say to me, you know, um, nobody screams you about who you're going to vote for. They'd say, you know what? After you vote, let's get together and uh, and and have a drink and write a song. And I'd go, this is I'm not in, I'm not in Kansas anymore. I just what is this where people just let you be who you are authentically are. And then if you're a jerk, they'll let you know, but they let you be till then. And, and we've stopped doing that. When did that happen, Joan? But I can imagine you're as, as upset about it as I am. And it's not just New York. It's so many of the major cities that used, I used to love visiting. I won't even go to them anymore. I don't know who's paying taxes anymore in all these cities where people are leaving in the droves from them because it's you know, and, and you're, you're certainly allowed to have whatever political opinion you want to have. But can we just be honest about some of the policies that don't make sense and are not working and they're hurting people? People are suffering that shouldn't have to. Well, what's also interesting is that when you moved, you had always been a workaholic, but you now were working as much as ever, even more. And all the things you were doing that brought the Bible and the names that many of us had grown up with or heard, but a new reality came with you, with your music, with your stories, with the narrative. And it it wasn't a new Kathy Lee, but it was no. a different direction at that moment. You know, Joan, you've known me for such a long time, and you've been such a faithful friend to me through the years. You know that has always been my desire it was to bring truth uh, to the forefront so people could could see it maybe in a different light for the first time and maybe have a new understanding that would maybe guide them to some peace, some shalom uh, in their life. And so people, when I left the show with Regis, said the same thing to me as when I left the show with with. Uh, Hold it. They go, how could you leave your dream right. job? Right. And I go, well, you know what? You're just assuming it was my dream job. I, when I was growing up, there were, there were no talk shows, for one thing. And there certainly weren't any female talk show hosts. I never dreamed of being a talk show host. I wanted to be in Disney movies. I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to write stories that, 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 that entertain people. That was always my dream since I came out of my mother's womb. 
So finally, I just I'd gotten to the point where I didn't have to take care of so many people anymore. And um, I had this huge home in Connecticut that I adore, but I had a staff and I had just and I just thought, why am I still here? I could finally now move to this place in Connecticut, be surrounded by people who let me be who I am. They let me worship or not worship, go to church and not go to church, be an atheist or, or believe in, in miracles. They, they don't, they don't care. They just let you be. And they certainly don't tell you how to vote. And I just said, you know, whatever not time right. the Lord gives, keeps me on this earth, I want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be fighting. I don't want to be arguing. I don't want to be defending. I just want to be sharing in a loving way what I have found to be true in my life. Because I've never tried to preach to people. And I'm certainly not an expert in biblical studies, but I study with the most renowned rabbis and and Judeo-Christian teachers in the world. And what they teach me has transformed my life so much that I I have to pass it along. I mean, it's almost like if you had the cure for cancer, would you keep it a secret? No decent person wouldn't, regardless of their politics. You'd share it with hurting, suffering people. I just feel like I have found the, 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 the cure for the malignancy of the soul. And it's a God-formed vacuum in our hearts and in our lives that people spend their whole life trying to fill up with, with counterfeits. And it doesn't work. And it breaks my heart for people. It just does. I just literally am sitting here so exhausted and worn out. I just got off my umpteenth mountain in Israel. I just got home two days ago from, you know, I'm writing my next, next book. And then beginning my next, next movies that I shoot there. Because I want to tell the stories of the Bible in a way that nobody has ever told them before. And that's through oratorio. And through narration and music with orchestras and and it's it's working, Joan. I'm so happy to say, along with this book, the new book, The God of the Way, it, that came in, in in as a companion piece to this my newest film, which is called The Way. And, the and so the book is called The is God of the Way. And it's, oh, honey, thank you. It's all I write with brilliant, brilliant people. Um, and I write almost all the lyrics, but but I co-write the music with everyone. And, and in some cases, I don't. Sometimes I just write all the lyrics and somebody writes the music. Whatever serves our narrative. Is, we, we try to, you know, leave our egos at the door and say, what do we want to say and how do we want to say it? So these epic stories from the Bible, and I believe the Bible is not the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's one unbelievable story we should have never broken up into two sections because it's confused people. Oh, the Old Testament's for the Jews and the New Testament's for the Christians? No, then nothing could be further from the truth. The, 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 the story of Jesus is a Jewish story, and all of his original you know, believers and followers and disciples were all Jewish. It wasn't the word Christian didn't show up till many, many years later when, when uh, during the apostolic period when the uh, when the the word of the, uh, the, the way that's what the early followers of Jesus were called followers of the way and um the christian is a is a greek word not a hebrew word based on christos meaning messiah in greek so you know there's just so much as you and i've talked many times so much biblical um uh illiteracy 
and, and studying the way I study in the Holy Land with these brilliant um, uh, scholars telling me what the Old Testament really says, what the Hebrew in it really says, and what the Greek in the New Testament really says. And the more I learn, the more it just, I'm so convinced that the problem is that we've divided the Bible to the point that we, it's divided us. And, 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 and I, am a, I am a Jew. I was born to a Jewish father and a, and a, and a, a, a shiksa mom. Mm-hmm. And and um, that was God's purpose, too, so I would understand both worlds, so I could spend the, the rest of our lives trying to create a bridge between us, a bridge of understanding. And um, it's, that's my life's work now. And, and I, I, I miss Hoda. I miss a lot of my friends. So many of our old crew at the, at the Today right. Show have also, you know, decided it's, it's time to move on. And, you know, that's life. You know, that's, that's just changes. the ebb and flow of life. But... I do miss the people, but do I miss, you know, what I used to do for a living? No, any more than I missed it with Regis. I just don't. This is what I was never meant to do uh, long-term, forever. So, and, Kathy, uh, if someone offered it, you, if someone came along and said, we miss you so much on television, and it's true, it, it's lots of replacements, but never the same, would you Thank be you. tempted to go back? You know, I've always, I'm, I'm wise enough to say, I don't know what the future holds. I know who holds my future. So I'm open to whatever the, the Lord has for me. But honestly, the first thing I always say to everyone, is, and I have been offered those things. I, I, got, I, was on, I was on a plane going to Israel two months before I left the Today Show. And I, I'd, we'd announced that I was leaving. And I got a call in the airport from a, another network where I used to work. And they go, will you come back? Will you come back? And, I, and I, it was hard for me to try to explain. You don't understand. I, I, I don't want to do this anymore with my time. And I don't want to do it in New York anymore. I want to get away from the Northeast and from the culture there, not the people. And I need to make that clear. Just the culture of what it has become. And, and I said, I am, I'm free now to be who I am where I'm moving to. And nothing can take that away from me. There's a saying I, I picked up, and I, it came straight from the Lord years, about six years ago. It said, Kathy, the joy of your, my, my joy is non-negotiable. And I found again this joy in life, doing what I want to do, what I was born to do, with people who are like-minded and make me feel good about who I am. You know, you surround yourself with people who make you feel um, like you're stupid or like you're um, uh, uh, not a good human being, or that they just judge you all the time. And Christians have been guilty of that for, for millennia. That's why our churches are empty in many parts of our world today, because yeah, we yeah. haven't been living the gospel of Jesus, telling people that he loves them. We've been judging people. That doesn't make people want to go to church. That doesn't make, want to make people change. You know, they, they, people want to be happy. People want joy. People want peace in their life. And yet we become so dogmatic, whether we're on the far left or far right or, you know, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a club I don't want to belong to. So Kathy, I had to protect my soul when I moved when down here. Did. That's what I was doing. Now, were the children upset? You're close to your son and your daughter and you've got a new baby in the family. You're a grandma yeah. now. 
Were they upset when you moved to Nashville? Have they been tempted? No. To, <laughs> to move as well? Yeah. My daughter moved here within a year. You're she, I was just with her all day yesterday. My daughter moved here and her, with her husband, Cody, and my and his. They both left California because this, this, because of the same thing I'm describing has mm-hmm. happened there. And uh, they thought they'd live out their, their, the rest of their lives in California, too. It was the most beautiful place. I'm sorry, but show me anywhere in, in America is a more beautiful place to live year-round than Southern California. Yeah, it's Impossible. gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And uh, they thought they were going to, that was their life's choice, too. Cass and Ben, her husband, moved here. They got married during COVID. Uh, Cody and Erica, uh, were, they were both living in Santa Monica. Everybody lived in Santa Monica. They left and started and moved back to my house in Connecticut while they tried to figure out what to do, where they wanted to end up. They looked at property here and, you know, really considered it. And, but it's far away from her home, which is in um, Nevada, from her mother. And then once uh-huh. they had uh, their little boy, who was I'm his right? bo- I'm Bubby, which you will understand. Wow. I'm I'm a Yiddish grandma. I'm Bubby, and he's my Bubba. Mm. And um, yeah, he's I go home once a month now just to, to even see if baby it's just to hold him for fifteen minutes. He's yeah. baby Frank. Yeah, and and, um, and he's his grandfather all over again. He's his father all over again. He's got the beauty and the personality mm. of his mom. I mean, it's it's everything they tell you being a grandmother. Uh, should be and but I leave them alone. I've always left my children alone since they became adults. And they I said, you guys need to call me. Yep, and and I don't know where they're going to end up. This is just a temporary thing while they're right. while they're trying Finding to figure it, it out. But I, yeah, but your yeah. daughter was very talented too, and is and she still, still is. acting? And yeah, well, you know, things have just shriveled up. When mm. you know that that well, that whole course, um, COVID, yeah, and when you're. you're yeah, and a lot of the opportunities she had, and she was wanted by, <clears throat> she won a huge award. The last, the last person who had won this award before COVID happened was Amber Heard for like the most promising star of the future award. You know, she, she won that. And the next year, uh, her father died, and then right after that, COVID hit. And, um, you know, it's just all dried up. She still gets offers, but nothing she wants to do. So she's, she's you know, just concentrating on um, being a, a happy human being right now. She and her tra- husband travel quite a bit, and they'd love to start a, ho- a future uh, as a family. And so, you know, um, I think she's wise enough also to understand that, you know, um, her joy is non-negotiable too. She doesn't need to be acting just to be acting. She wants to do good work. Right. And she's always said that. She said, Mom, it's about the writing. You've always told me, don't just take it to have a job. I go, oh, you know, my words come back to haunt me. But she's right. She says, I don't need to work, thank God. She said, but if I, but I want to work, but I want to do work that's meaningful and, and purposeful. So, you know, I, I, well, I did, did my job. And so did Frank, raising two unbelievable human beings. Who, yeah, who know that they're blessed and, and have a purpose. And it's not what they can build for themselves, some monuments to their own ego or anything. No, they, they know that if they're blessed, they had a purpose. And that, was, and, and that was to make, to be a blessing to people who don't have the kind of opportunities that they've had. So that's the one thing I take a I'm little bit of a, a bow about, you know, is that Coach, uh, Frank and I, we, we taught them that God is the most important thing they'll ever I have to understand in life is that God is their dearest, dearest, closest friend. You know, make friends with God early in life. Teach your children that 
He will be there long after your, their parents are gone. Don't put your faith in any, anybody else, any organization, any government, any, anything. They're not going to be there for you, ultimately. But God will. His promises are true, and he never changes. He is all, um, when? Uh, all, all good, all sovereign, uh, a Jehovah Elohim, creator of all good and every perfect gift. So they are living Kathy, when the kids, well, when the children were little, did they resist the message? Like so many kids, you know, don't bother me. I have my own thing. Or no, because I made it responsive. fun. They didn't when they were little because I, I would make up songs and we'd laugh and I made I made faith fun instead of a burden. Faith should not be a burden. Faith should release you from your burdens, and I understood that by then for sure. So I, we would make up funny songs and put on funny plays, and I would make it fun for them. But by the time they were adults, and Cody went off to film school at USC. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was started to lose him to the world's culture. I did. But you know the fascinating thing that happened with, with Cody? He, he got his master's degree at Oxford University in, in film and in, um, 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 well, it, was a, it had a very, very lofty name I can hardly remember, but basically it was in screenwriting. He's a brilliant screenwriter and producer, and that's what he does now, has been doing. But his face became his very own. Uh, I, I didn't want him to follow in my, I wanted him to discover his own walk with, with the Lord, not mm-hmm. mine. I've got to walk mine. He's got to walk his own. And too often we force these things on our children. You got to, you know, that's the very thing I'm talking about our culture. And I can't, I can't get mad at our culture for doing it to me when I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing myself, trying to make my child cookie cutter me. If that's wrong, my children have their own dreams, their own aspirations, their own thoughts and feelings. And I just, I'm just there to facilitate them and help them with them. So I always told my kids once they became, you know, adults, they would, um, I would never force, I would never even give them an opinion unless they asked for it. And believe me, Cody brought some ladies home that I, uh, it was all I could do not to give my opinion on it. Cody, Frank and I used to look at each other like, but I didn't do it. I said, he's, he's going to realize it. I don't want to push my child away. I want him to always feel safe that he can come to me with anything. I want my children to want me to be in their life. So that's what we have today, thank God, because while he was at Oxford, he discovered the God of uh, C.S. Lewis, the God of Tolkien, uh, and, and, and fell in love with, with uh, his Savior Jesus, Yeshua to me now in Hebrew. Uh, he, that he, and he walks his own walk with him now. So I'm just, I'm just grateful the Lord gave me the wisdom to say, leave them alone. You've done your job. You're only going to make it worse now, you know? And uh, so I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, her book, The God of the Way, and it's her journey into the stories, people and faith that change the world forever. And this is, Kathy, as I remember your second big book, on a Jewish Christian faith, and she came out too with an oratorio, which has the most glorious music. Oh, honey, so thank you. you've done it all. It's a full-fledged, so Kathy, it's a full-fledged film, um, Joan, which I sent you a long time ago before it was even finished because yes, I wanted I you saw to. Yes, I saw it. Mm-hmm. 
It's a full-fledged film. It's available on DVD now. It's the four oratorios put together, telling the story of creation all the way through um, God calling a people in the form of Abraham and Sarah, all the way through the, what I hate to call, but it, you know, the world knows it as the Old Testament, and into the New Testament, the story of how the Word became flesh and dwelt among us in the form of Yeshua Jesus. And it ends with a call to the, the modern-day church, uh, an oratorio called The God of uh, the Other Side. When Jesus said, get in the boat and meet me on the other side, he said it to his disciples. And the, the other side was not just, you know, the physical other side of the Sea of Galilee. It was a specific place where his very good Jewish boy disciples had, had been told their whole lives, never go to the other side. It's where all the pagans lived. It's where all the people, all the bestiality was, all the pagan worship, all the idol worship, all the that world. And that they would be unclean. And in the in the first century A.D. Judaism, uh, and uh, they would be shunned completely from community by going there. But Jesus was basically saying, if you're going to follow me, you got to go to the other side where I'm going to go, because that's where the lost are. That's where the broken are. That's where the beaten down, the shunned, the canceled are. And they are desperate to know that I love them. You have to be my hands, my feet, and my mouth. You have to go and love them in my name. And that's the call to the church today because we've forgotten that. Some churches. Well, do I was going to ask you. I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, whom you know, I can't even tell you for how many years as a songwriter, a writer, author, singer, actor. We first met Kathy even before this, but she was on with Live with Regis for many, many years and then worked with Hoda for at least 11 years. Do you, mm -hmm. Kathy, you changed your life. You you moved to a place where people knew you and you knew them, but it wasn't like home where you had come mm -hmm. of age and done so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, do you ever question faith or what's going on? The world is so complicated. And as you said, yeah. not only have religions failed people in so many ways, our political leaders have failed us in so many ways. It's tough. It's hard. People have lost faith not only in God or any kind of spirituality, but they've lost faith in their in their uh, con um, institutions. I mean, I, I don't trust the FBI anymore. Do you? Well, <laughs> I don't I trust the CIA anymore. Now. Do you? Yeah. And I, I'm not a Republican. I'm not. A, I'm, I've been a registered independent since I was 18 years old and first could vote. I said, I don't like either club. I, mm -hmm. I'm not a club joiner. I want to think my own thoughts and come to my own conclusions. And I don't want to be. Uh, beholden to any group of people. In, you know, I want to believe what I believe authentically and, and, and then live by it. So, yeah, I've lost, I've lost tremendous faith in our, our government's gotten way too big. It was never meant to be. I think the Constitution's a magnificent piece of literature. I think the men who, yes, it was only men in power then, but look how far we've come. Um, you know, I think we've come a long, long way. You know, we, were, we fought for, for civil rights in this country. We fought for women's rights in this country. We fought, you know, the first people that, that fought the British slave trade was a, was a magnificent member of parliament, William Wilberforce, who just was a devout Christian. And he said, this is wrong. This is, slavery is wrong. Anybody that wants to know the story of how 
the British slave trade came to an end, read a book uh, by my friend Eric Metaxas called Amazing Grace, story of William Wilberforce that that, uh, uh, Patricia Heating and her husband did a magnificent movie directed by an Academy Award nominated director, uh, Michael Apted, directed. I mean, people, this is the kind of history that's being forgotten. This was a wealthy, privileged, white Christian man who single-handedly stopped the, the slave trade in, in, um, in the British islands, uh, the British slave trade, years before we had our first abolitionist in America. This is important history for us to know. You know, you, nobody can say they love God out of the one side of their mouth and keep slaves on the other. We know innately it's not right. Every single human being is precious and equal in the sight of God as their creator. So, I mean, I think there are things we can celebrate as a nation still. We're still trying to make things better. But uh, you know what I'm really for more than anything in the world? God. I'm for term limits, doggone it. I, yeah, really well, I think a lot of us I are with it. you. I, I rarely talk politics with you, but oh, there's just too many people who get too comfortable there and forget why they were supposed to go to their right, and never, And never want to leave. I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, her new book, The God of the Way, and her oratorio, too. Kathy is the way, and you it's all available. And congratulations on being a grandmother. I love checking up with you. By the way, your love you are your love life is good. You know what? It um, my personal life, I've learned to keep things that are precious quiet. Next time you and I get together and have lunch, I'll tell you everything. I can't wait. I'm so grateful to have uh, uh, everything in my life is like right. in harmony now. Yeah, good I'm friends. I'm so glad. A beautiful uh, a companion in my life who shares my faith and shares my love of music. And I don't, I don't, I'm not even planning on tomorrow. I just, I'm grateful okay. for what That's I have today. That's the way today. to do it. And enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah. Seize the day. Thank you, honey. Thank I love you, you my darling friend. We'll talk very soon. And everybody soon. listening, God bless you all. The God of the shalom, way, Kathy Shalom, Snubuck. shalom, sweet friend. Okay, Sholem, Kathy Lee Gifford.